Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We are looking at Psalm 107 in our series for real this time. What's going to be the difference between previous years when you would go to church at Easter and then just completely flake out versus this year where you've gone to church, you've returned home, and this is truly a homecoming. As we talked about going through Psalm 107 in preparation for a sermon from Romans chapter 7 this weekend, one of the differences is looking your sin right in its ugliness and just, and just not partially confessing, not passing blame, not making excuses, but just openly, overtly, outright confessing the full nature of your sin so that then you acknowledge, you experience the humility that God is bringing about through the discipline that he's wrought upon your life. Here's Psalm 107. Look at the rich imagery here. He, this is God, turns rivers into desert, springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into salty wasteland because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. Common theme we've seen numerous times throughout this is the people of God forsaking God and then enduring rightly the consequences for their wrong actions. He turns a desert into a pool and dry land into springs. You can see how the, uh, the imagery is perfectly chiastic here. He has started with rivers that become deserts, springs that become thirsty ground, okay, from wet to dry, wet to dry, fruitful land to a salty wasteland, there he goes, wet to dry, because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. But look at the way the imagery reverses here. Now it goes from dry to wet. Now it goes from a desert into a pool and dry land into springs. Man, isn't the word of God absolutely amazing? This is incredible to me. Look at what God's doing here. He's set up imagery for your walk with him to be like the people of God in the Old Testament and their relationship with God. The sands of the Exodus, the desert climate, the arid nature, the fruitlessness of it all is akin to seasons of rebellion against God. And God can take you from a place where everything seems fruitful to where everything's dry, but he can also take you from a dry season into a place of fruitfulness. And the difference is largely thematically throughout Psalm 107 is our own repentance from sin. He causes the hungry to settle there and they establish a city where they can live. So who ultimately, who ultimately is in charge here? All right, they are establishing the city. They're using their discernment, making decisions based on what they know, but God is the one who caused them to settle there. He ultimately gets the glory even when our plans work out. They sow fields and plant vineyards that yield a fruitful harvest. He blesses them and they multiply greatly. He does not let their livestock decrease. Man, this is incredible. Look at, the, look at the provision of God for people who at one point were uh, wicked, right? They were, they, uh, they, this, this could refer to the people of Israel uh, in their seasons of rebellion against God. It's also possible that this is alluding to even um, the Canaanites who originally inhabited the, inhabited the land that, uh, that, that God had promised to, uh, to Israel. Either way, we see God is the one who's faithfully blessing his people who are in him. When they are diminished and are humbled by cruel oppression and sorrow, he pours contempt on nobles and makes them wander in a trackless land. Now, this, is, this possibly could refer to King Zedekiah, who endured incredible, incredibly intense retribution from God. But... He lifts the needy out of their suffering and makes their families multiply like flocks. The upright see it and rejoice, and all, just, uh, and all injustice shuts its mouth. 
If you're stressed out by headlines, rest upon the beautiful promise of the sovereign God who redeems us from the pit. This weekend, we're going to go into Romans chapter 7, and we're going to see our own proclivity, like the people of God historically, to return to our sin, to let sin creep back into our lives, to find ourselves committing acts of idolatry when we thought that that was something that only really particularly bad believers did. In Romans chapter 7, Paul confesses to this dichotomy within himself. He is filled with the Holy Spirit of God, but he still lives within a vessel, a human body that is stained in, uh, inextricably at the, at the moment with the sin nature. And he calls himself wretched for that reason. He explains so perfectly that inner struggle between a believer who wants to do the will of God, but then still just finds temptation around every corner. If this describes you, and this is the reason why you have not been faithfully attending church until this past Easter and until now, coming back this weekend, getting your heart ready for communion with God, then would you read ahead, read Romans 7, and come to church hungry? I can't wait to see you this weekend. I pray that these devotions have been a blessing to you.